0: this is the family culture project episode 71 looking back to move ahead with meredith mcdaniel
1: we're carl and kimberly amici and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love
0: and become the family you are meant to be
1: do you ever feel stuck it could be from overwhelm discouragement or lack of purpose When we take time to sit and process what's informed, who we are, and where we are today, we can move past the stagnant places both in our life and in our families. I know for me there are times when I get stuck and it feels like I am going to feel that way forever. I look at my circumstances, my situation, and I feel this overwhelming sense of hopelessness like is this really how my life is or is this really what I have to deal with or is this really all there is and you know sometimes I feel like I'm the only one that feels that way but I know that I'm not this week's guest is a licensed counselor who reassures us that we are not alone that many of us feel this way she talks about in our interview today about how there are many people that come into our office and they are unraveling in places of overwhelm and when we are managing the ups and downs of our, of our own life. It can be tough, but then you factor in having a family, and there's that added responsibility of really wanting to, you know, get it right, like to provide a home where there's safety and security. And when we get stuck, it often feels like we are unable to do that for the ones we love. Yeah,
0: you know, so we talk a lot about living a life with purpose with our family, Um, and taking the family, you know, organizational, cultural type of um, experiences and bringing that into your family. And obviously, having a clear head um, and having an outlet or having a way to deal with some of the things that actually put each and every one of us in a rut at times is a real important part of having um, a clean mind or a clean, um, I don't know, I don't want to say a clean mind as much as um, and a way to deal with the things that do get into our heads and do, do take us off track and do get us in a rut every once in a while.
1: Because mm-hmm. I think that if we stay in a rut, it often takes away from our family's culture and it prevents it from being as strong and as powerful and as positive and impactful as it can be. Now, Meredith, who I spoke with today on the interview, talks about how journaling is a form of therapy that can really help us get unstuck. You know, journaling's about getting down on the page, what we're holding in inside, like literally dumping the, the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, um, the worries, the anxiety, and getting that all down on the page so that we don't have to stay in the place where we are. It's that first step in recognizing, okay, here's what I'm dealing with.
0: Well, journaling, I think, is a good spot to it makes you have the intent of writing down what you're feeling so that you can actually dissect it and say, hey, is this really a big deal or not? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a good way of just not having it going, you know, as a reel just over and over in, in your head mm-hmm. in a way to just force it out. And, and oftentimes when you do it, you're realizing that, hey, I, I'm worried about this or I'm, I'm dealing with that, but it's, it's actually not that big of a deal.
1: Yeah, and so oftentimes we believe that in order to get unstuck, we just have to keep moving, that we have to just push the feelings, the emotions, the worries aside, and that's not true. Um, You know, we often think that if we can just work hard enough that life will go the way we want it and we'll be happy, and our guest really challenges that, and she said, no, you know, there are ways that um, we can, you know, stop and get wholeness and, um, and filled up by God, by our faith, um, through the process of stopping for just a moment.
0: With family culture, we talk a lot about consistency and, and the way to stay consistent with your um, the way you're going about your own family's culture and, and your own performance and actually developing Um, a strong family culture is to get your head on straight on on a regular basis and having a way that when you're getting off track to get back quickly back on. And this is a tool that can really help.
1: Mm -hmm. So Meredith talked to us about narrative therapy, which is simply taking time to look at our past, present and future and how it's impacted where we are today. So I'll give you an example. Um, You know, we talk oftentimes about when it comes to family culture about when it comes to creating it and protecting it, and nurturing it is examining your past and figuring out why it is that you do the things that you do, and maybe even why you feel the way you feel about certain things. Um, an example of this was over the holiday season, I was carrying a lot of uh, frustration and annoyance about what the holidays were going to look like. And Oftentimes, I will just go with the flow and just suck it up and just be annoyed and frustrated. And I might complain, but that's much, much different than taking time to look at why you think and feel the way you did. And what I realized is that growing up, I had I had uh, experiences with Christmas that were wonderful and delightful. And I felt like the new ways that we were celebrating Christmas with extended family was not like that. And so I felt as though what I looked forward to and the elements of the holiday season that I held so dear were being not taken away from me, but that they were like, you know, extended family were choosing to celebrate differently than i was and i felt like i wanted to recapture that and and just we talked about it briefly we sat down at the island and just started sharing some of our experiences growing up and i was able to realize hey this is where this underlying frustration is coming from is i i adore the memories that i had at my my grandparents house i adored eating christmas dinner on fancy dishes i loved looking forward to that time of year and and we just slowly have taken those those elements out of christmas as our families expanded and as more people have been introduced in the family and so how do we get back to that place where we can bring that back into our culture in a way that doesn't take away from the places that we're going um, and because i talked because i shared my feelings because i just let everything out i examined my past i took time to just sit still and not get caught up in the holiday rush and the bustle and i didn't push forward i was able to identify some of that underlying anxiety and i think that that's just a really simple example of how we can address some of the um, worry and anxiety and, and discontent and even that longing that we have for more that's what's just a simple example of how we can address that and move forward
0: Yeah, the holidays can be tricky. I remember you being a little bit frustrated about the changing times and then remembering that everybody else's experience growing up is different than our own. And Mm -hmm. when you had good experiences around that time of year, you kind of get set in your way of Mm -hmm. how you want to experience it. Because let's face it, Christmas is once a year. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking, all right, well, I'm not getting that particular type of atmosphere and our dinner and our food until next year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it was a little bit more difficult to deal with, although we did save grace and we had an awesome Christmas dinner the day before to kind of fill a little bit of that void. Right. So so it's one way of talking it through, coming up with a solution
1: Yeah, um,
0: and just moving forward.
1: Yeah. And still having like the culture you want in <laughs> mind and saying, okay, how do we achieve this in a way that's really healthy and intentional? You know, one of the things that we talked about with Meredith um, was journaling and this this whole experience of narrative therapy. But one thing that we didn't really touch on in the conversation that I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about was that her new book, In Want and Plenty, talks about this idea, this concept around the journey of Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt. Um, she talks about the Exodus journey. She takes us along that journey and talks about God's daily gift of manna that he gives his people um on a daily basis he provides for them on a daily basis he gives them what they need but he also has to consistently remind them about how what their past looked like he had to consistently remind them where they came from and how he's shown up for them in their past and when we do this journaling when we do this narrative therapy um in our own homes or with the help of a counselor looking back to our past and understanding why we think the way we do believe what we do um is really, really beneficial. And to see where God has shown up in our life in the past so that we can have confidence that he's in our present and that he'll also be in our future.
0: And that we can rely on him because with the manna was just enough for that day, right? Mm-hmm. And not more than you need it.
1: Mm-hmm. So that
0: you had to rely on the fact that he was there for you the next day and mm-hmm. the next and the next.
1: Mm-hmm. And honestly, I know that we want to hoard provision. We want to hoard um You know what we've been given, but I think that there's a freedom in just leaning into and relying on the provision that God gives us for this day. I think that if we really have eyes to see how God's showing up in our life, um, it'll free us from needing to know what's coming tomorrow or the day after or the day after that. Now, throughout the book, Meredith talks about um, journaling, and there are numerous opportunities in her book, as you read the book, to journal In response to the journey that she's taking you on to reflect on your own experience and explore your own false narrative and come out on the other side with fresh eyes. And so um, I really enjoyed reading her book. It was a good way for me as I began the new year to sit down and look at the places in my life where I wanted to see growth, but also to examine the places that I've been so that I can be encouraged in my present day, but also in the future. Hey there, do you know every family is known for something? What do you want your family to be known for?
0: Download our free family culture discussion sheet. In just 30 minutes, you'll explore who you are as a family and discover who you want to become together.
1: Go to www.thefamilycultureproject.com and start living a life of purpose with the ones you love today. Be sure to type in the, T-H-E, familycultureproject.com for the free download. Today, I'm talking with Meredith McDaniel. Meredith is a licensed professional counselor and a graduate of Gordon-Conwell Theology Seminary. She has a unique perspective on the struggles that many of us are experiencing today and addresses this universal longing in her first book, In Want and Plenty. So welcome, Meredith. It's so exciting to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. So, we start off every episode by asking our guests what is your family known for?
2: Oh, yes. Well, our family is a mixture of a lot of different personalities. Um, but one thing that we really love and I think that we're known for is we like to create experiences and gatherings for people. Mm -hmm. So I think we kind of bring all of our different gifts to the table. I think I'm more of the dreamer and then my husband is more of the execution, you know, executes Mm -hmm. the whole process. So, um, yeah, we really do love to gather people if that's around music or for holiday, we have a big Easter egg hunt here out in our field in front of our barn and, Mm -hmm. um, all different ages. We love to have family. We, um, do some events just for teenagers, but yeah, I think just gathering all the
1: people to do something beautiful mm, together. I love that. And it's not just about like having people over. It's about giving them an experience, which is so fun. Yes. We've been trying to do that, um, lately, like finding a reason to invite people over not just to say, Hey, come over and eat with us. Yeah. But like, yeah. you know, we've done game nights, we've done pasta making. We like, we try to yeah. like come up with something that makes them want to be here that they I can love remember. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right. So you're here today to talk about your new book in want and plenty. And so why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about it? Sure.
2: Well, I about seven years ago had three really tiny mm-hmm. kids, and I found myself in a season just of overwhelm. Um, they were, I think, probably about four, two, and newborn, so they're all kind of staggered. And I realized, okay, I cannot necessarily do life the way that I always have. I've always been more of like a performer and people pleaser, mm-hmm. and just in that season of life, I realized, okay, my focus is turning kind of into our home. And yet I have all these relationships outside in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm also a licensed counselor. So I was trying to balance, you know, work and family and took a little bit of a breather from work um, outside of the home while they were so tiny. And I think that that is where the seed of this book really started was in that space of overwhelm, some hormonal imbalances mm-hmm. and some anxiety that was not my norm, but had kind of started to rear his ugly head um, for this season. And I just, every conversation I was having, with young moms, if it was in my house with our kids on the rug, um, or if it was in my counseling office or on my porch with a you know, high school or college girl, I started seeing this pattern of people kind of unraveling in that space of overwhelm mm-hmm. and, um, this concept of in want and plenty and kind of finding, um, God's provision in the midst of all of that was really born mm-hmm. in that season
1: hmm So, um, you mentioned that you were a counselor, so you must hear a lot of things that people struggle with and people that deal with. So what was it about this issue that stood out for you? Was it something in particular? Or was it just your experience with it?
2: Yeah. Well, I guess when I was in grad school and I was getting my master's, um, I really latched onto this particular, uh, theory about, um, called narrative therapy. And Mm -hmm. so it's all about people's stories and how we get stuck in our story, um, and how there is hope and we can move out of that Mm -hmm. space. And so when I was talking to all of these different women from a variety of ages, um, I was finding that people were just kind of paralyzed and they were Mm -hmm. stuck and they couldn't find any movement. And, you know, that directly impacts everything, not only Mm -hmm. ourselves and our relationship with God and our, um, our friends, but it really directs our primary relationships in our home. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to be able to offer something to people um, that they could, you know, relate to really at any season of their life, but that it would deeply impact um, the story um, that impacts their relationships with other people as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about that. What does that look like? This narrative
2: therapy? Sure. Sure. Well, you know, it's not it's not an easy thing because we have to look at our past mm-hmm. and our present and our mm-hmm. future. And I think most of us, like our human nature is just to want to um, kind of say, okay, this is where I'm at. This is where I want to move and looking yeah. at, at our dreams and our goals um, for our people and for ourselves. And um, what I have found in my practice um, and just in ministry over the years is that we really do have to take some intentional time to sit and process um, Mm -hmm. kind of everything that has informed where we are today. And a lot of that has to do with our own family background, Mm -hmm. the things that we have carried from um, kind of that home space when we're growing up and it it is deeply affecting our relationships and our family today.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, when we talk about culture, um, creating the family culture you want, we do spend time talking about like, what is it that you experienced growing up? and what, what are you doing by default? Because it's just always the way you've done it. And never because you've questioned the why, or never because you've questioned, um, what is the result of this going to be? And then especially when you bring, um, two people together and they're operating out of their past and their default, um, it can be difficult to get on the same page and taking time, I think is really important to do that. Um, Go ahead. We're going to say something.
2: I was just going to say, I think that it's really wise for you to kind of start there when you're talking Mm -hmm. about family culture, because it's acknowledging and naming the reality um, that there's two individual broken people coming into Mm -hmm. a relationship um, that are Potentially raising these little beings that we mm-hmm. want to be whole and um to be able to find peace and find their way in this world. And um, you know, it's it's uh it's a refining process to be mm-hmm. in a marriage and in a family with that mindset that we're gonna do yeah. a hard work of figuring out how to love each other and communicate in a way um that will serve others and mm-hmm. serve God in um what at times can be a dark world, to be able to figure out how to shed light into that space for people.
1: Yeah. So you talk about the importance of journaling, journaling, not only in reviewing your past, but in rewriting and revisiting and revisioning um, your storyline. So tell us more about that. Sure. Well,
2: when I started writing my manuscript, my editor, she said, Well, most people usually put a lot of questions at the end of every chapter. Like that's a thing that we do, you know, in books. She said, but as you're going throughout your chapters, you're actually infusing these these journaling guided questions throughout Mm -hmm. the whole. Thing. And I said, you know, I think that's just the way that I'm so used to talking to people in my counseling office. Yeah. Um, and it turned into this, this kind of beautiful kind of un, um, unraveling narrative process for people. And I do think it's really important, one, just that we're slowing down and pausing mm-hmm. and thinking about our life. And for a lot of people, writing is a form of, of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a way to get what you're holding inside out of you. Um, and that's something that we can teach our kids too. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. times I've kind of adopted this. Um, Julia Cameron, she wrote this book called The Artist's Way, where mm-hmm. you get up in the morning and, um, you know, this is a luxury when I actually get to do this. I have to get up early <laughs> and do these like morning pages before my kids are like running all over the house. Um, but I, it's just kind of a brain dump to kind of get everything out. So that's one thing I like to do. Um, sometimes if my kids are up and they don't have school that day, I'll just get out some paper for them or even like some watercolor paint. And mm-hmm. I know this sounds really dreamy. It's you know maybe one kid's interested out of the three of them the others are like running wild over the house yeah. Yeah. um but different ones different days different moods they'll kind of latch onto this concept of you know it doesn't have to be words it can be drawing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um now in the book i do specifically go through some you know questions that, that help you go through your whole story. That's all pointing kind of to this grander narrative um, Mm -hmm. that we find in the context of the Bible. And I use Exodus to do that. And so Mm -hmm. um, it, it really, it, it makes you face your doubts and, um, your fears and kind of all that family baggage that we've talked about before and just things that have happened. If it's been a trauma or a diagnosis or chronic illness, mm-hmm. um, it really helps you get some of that out and not just hold it all inside.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm reading your book now and it's the, those questions are helpful because I feel like I've gotten to a point in my journaling process where it's like, well, what do I write about? Like, I literally have yeah. like, I'll write the right. date, I'll write the scripture that, that's, you know, jumped off the page that morning. And I'm sort of like, now what? <laughs> right? <laughs> because well, like, I... I'm a writer during the day. And I feel like sure. I write so much with, um, with purpose and intention about culture yes. and family, that when I get to sort of sit down and reflect, I'm sort of at a loss. So, yeah. um, those kind of journaling questions and prompts are really helpful.
2: Yeah. And one really awesome thing that we've done is we have pulled every single question out of the book into a guided narrative journal. Mm -hmm. And so if people um, pre-order, that's a free bonus that people get before Mm -hmm. January 21st. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's after January 21st, um, we're going to probably have it available for purchase too. But I just really wanted people to be able to um, have that white space on their page to be able to actually dig into these questions. I think that's the feedback I've gotten so far, even just from the early readers, um, Mm -hmm. is that they just want to take it slow and be able Mm -hmm. to really dig in. And I'm really thrilled with that feedback because I think we all need to learn to slow down in our culture and carve Mm -hmm. that time.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what do you find, um, are the roadblocks to journaling and what do you, how do you overcome them? Yeah. Well, I think we have,
2: again, our world is so loud and so fast moving. So one, we just don't know how to sit down. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, I have to sometimes, you know, light a candle or turn on some music and just almost kind of clear the air Mm -hmm. um, before you have to prepare my heart. I have to invite, um, the Lord to kind of, um, unload and unleash some, some parts that I might be holding on to. Um, and then I think you made a really good point earlier. You know, let's say you write for a living or even just, you know, in your job every single day, have you know different tasks that you have to do on your computer on paper. We've become so productive that we mm. don't know how to be introspective. Yeah. Um, and it can almost feel selfish. Like I'm sitting here writing about my life and my story. And you know, a lot of times in our even Christian culture, we have started to, th- we just have to think about others. Well, we do. Yeah. Yes, we are yeah. called to do that. But first we have to start with who am I and what am I carrying? Um, and once we do that and we kind of surrender some of that stuff through the journaling process, mm-hmm. I think that directly informs the people that we work with, mm-hmm. you know, our kids and our house, our spouse, because yeah. it's bringing everything from the depths of our soul back back up to the surface. Yeah. And it can get a little messy at yeah. first. And sometimes we need people to walk alongside us in different capacities to help us process some of that
1: too. Mm-hmm. I often find um, there, you know, there's, I, I think I hear it now everywhere. It feels like it, I may be wrong, but this idea of what you think determines what you feel and determines how you act. And so often I, I want to skip the step of unloading how I'm feeling because I want to get to the new thought that I'm supposed to have Yes. And so I think, well, if I write down all these negative and they don't even have to be negative, but like things that I'm thinking, yeah. but they're not what I'm supposed to be thinking. So let's not write that down. Like I, right. I want, I tend to want to skip that exploring phase yeah. and that dumping phase. And I think that prevents me too, from going forward and, and uh, yeah, I, I get stuck. There. Well, that's
2: such an honest reflection. And I think again, that's, that's a human condition that we, mm-hmm. we want a formula. I write about this a little bit in the book. Like we want a mm-hmm. one plus two equals three, a plus B equals C. Mm-hmm. And I have just found that life is a little bit more of a mystery. <laughs> uh, it's a little more messy. And if we're just willing to, we can even ask God to give us that perspective. Like God, show me that this is worthy of my time Mm -hmm. and that it is going to have a ripple effect to other people in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. that this is, this is a valid thing for me to do right now so that, Mm -hmm. um, I can love better in whatever place Mm -hmm. you've called me and whatever corner and plot of the earth that you have me. Um, so it's been, it's been tremendously effective in my life and, um, the other people that I have kind of suggested this, this process
1: Mm -hmm. to Do you have any tips for sharing the practicing, the practice of journaling with family members, especially our kids or even our spouses so that it becomes a part of their culture?
2: Yeah. Well, I think again, it's a preparing of your heart. So there is one book that I, we've sort of incorporated into our family lately um, that has helped us with that. And I've heard of other people doing this, like having um, almost like a, uh, just something open in your house. Like mm-hmm. I remember a friend joking with oh, me, wow. um, about how she would have a Bible in every room in her house, not because she was like this holy person, but when her kids were really little, I mean, she is, she's an awesome person <laughs> but just so that she could grab, you know, it for a second mm-hmm. to get some truth in her. And I think yeah. you can do the same with journaling. And so that's yeah. what this, this book is called, um, imaginative prayer. I think mm-hmm. it's by Andrew Boyd. I know his last name is Boyd and, um, we can get it for the show notes, but, um, imaginative prayer is the book and the idea is again, that you would have like kind of once a week, we do it on Sunday evenings. We've missed mm-hmm. a few here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of all gather together and you have these questions that you're thinking about throughout the whole week. So I just naturally is like, we need a journal. We need a family yeah. journal for this. And so I just kind of keep it on our dining room table. And, um, whenever the kids want to draw anything in there in regards to one of the questions, or they want to write anything in there throughout mm-hmm. the week, it's teaching them to kind of keep their eyes open. Mm, um, that's which good. is another concept that I, I have in the book of, of kind of hunting for the manna in the midst of both want and plenty, right? Like Mm -hmm. in our aching and longing, but also in our abundance. And so it's been cool to see my kids say like, oh yeah, this friend at school, let me, um, have this pencil that I really wanted. like, oh, write that in the journal so that we can talk about it and we can celebrate that, that abundance and be grateful for that. And then other days, you know, um, this person cut me off in traffic and, you know, I didn't really know how to handle it. And, you know, writing about that, it's you know, <laughs> the wide gamut of things, yeah. big and small. Yeah. And then you have this beautiful treasure that you get to go back and look at as a family mm, and celebrate love that. together.
1: That's fantastic. Uh, so one last question for you. Tell me what it was like to balance your work and your family life while writing this book.
2: I'm still figuring out. Do you have a guidebook for that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you're asking me, you know, in the thick of um, being about to release my, my first book. And so, you know, I think there's always going to be an endless list of things that we have to do, no matter what our job is, um, no matter how pressing things are. Um, but our primary relationships are, are the things that we have to pour into most. And Mm -hmm. so if I've got, you know, yesterday I had a bunch of these handwritten cards I was working on that I need to get done by today. And my daughter was like, will you please paint my nails? I've been asking you for days to paint my nails. (laughs) Yes, we will go to that. We will take 10 minutes and I will be fully present and we will Mm -hmm. make it this whole thing. And, you know, she's got her pretty sparkly nails today and it was just such a sweet joy for her. So it's, I think it's seeing your your family members for what they need, you know, trying to love them with their love language, not our own mm-hmm. communication. Um, I am not at all, you know, hundred percent skilled at this. I'm a work in progress. My husband could definitely speak to that. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we both just have to really try to be intentional with the time that we do get. Um, mm-hmm. If it's a meal or two a week where we get to sit around the table and just really be present with each other. Um, Just kind of savoring any moment that we can. I like to do that individually with my kids, not just like as a group Um, and making sure that we, we get some time as a couple to, to be Mm -hmm. able to really process life and where we are Um, because you can feel it when you're not, when you start Mm -hmm. to feel that disconnection and, and then you feel, you both feel overwhelmed in your work and like, you're not on the same page and not on the same team. So yeah,
1: that's fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us. I'm so
2: happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: You can find Meredith at www.meredithmcdaniel.com. She's on Instagram as Meredith underscore McDaniel, and she's on Facebook as Meredith McDaniel writes. I'll link to all of these places in the show notes.
0: If you've been enjoying the show, we'd like to ask for a favor. Would you be willing to leave a short review on iTunes?
1: We're passionate about helping families thrive and reviews help families find us. We really appreciate your support.
0: Remember, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose.
2: To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com.